Hello, it's Shelley F. Knight, bringing you Positive Changes, a self-kick podcast. show we're joined by Ruth Kudsey and she's a business and mindset coach, a coach trainer, best-selling author and she's worked with thousands of clients including Vogue, Women and Home, Psychologies, Thrive Global, Metro, Good Housekeeping and now the highlight of Ruth's career is obviously she's here now on Positive Changes, a self-kick podcast. Exactly, 100% the highlight. <laughs> Who needs Vogue? Exactly. Bless you. Thank you so much for joining me. I've been aware of your work for quite some time now and your little face pops up on Facebook. <laughs> and you're always so smiley, brilliant, inspiring others, coaching others. But you're here today, so I'm thinking you've got an inspirational story of positive changes. Mm, yeah, I do. I do indeed. So what do we not know about Ruth Kudsey? <laughs> so I guess, and I, I think it's really important to share because I think yeah, I, I am quite smiley. I'm a confident person now, but that wasn't always the case. So I would say, well, I can tell you exactly when. September uh, 2013 is when I really started to change things in my life. So before that, um, I was working in a job that I didn't love. I was stressed. Um, I mean, at one stage, I would say I was probably having McDonald's for tea like twice a week, which is, is not a good place to be, is it? Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah, I mean, we like, we all love a cheeky McDonald's, but yeah. I, I was, I was really not looking after myself. I was drinking too much. Um, I was in debt. I had a house, but I was, I was in significant amount of debt and I had that kind of that low and I think we always hit that low don't we that yeah. I'd I'd gone to a friend's wedding really good friend of mine and I'd just been a bit of a mess I'd been a bit of a nightmare I'd been a bit of a joke I was drunk I was just kind of um I fell asleep like not cool not sexy <laughs> um and I woke up the next morning and I felt like I'd been hit by a truck but I also felt you know, part of the reason I got drunk is because I was like, you know, at that time I was single and I was like, I'd come out of a relationship probably about two years before I was 35. I had this idea that you had to have a child when you were 35, otherwise it would never happen. That is definitely from Cosmo, by the way, <laughs> definitely. I think that was like drip fed through my, um, through my teenage years when yeah. you got to 35, kind of the world stopped spinning. Yeah. And this is the irony because I was 35 then. Um, and in many ways I'd achieved that kind of, you know, I'd, I'd had a great job in recruitment. I'd worked in New York. I'd had a six figure salary then. Um, I had my own flat. I was then a deputy head teacher. Um, I went on nice holidays. Like everything looked pretty good on the outside before you scratch the surface. And underneath, I was alone. I felt lonely. Um, my self-esteem was pretty low. I didn't really have that much confidence. I was drinking to mask that. Um, yeah. And I was definitely a mess. So I woke up that morning and I thought I could sit here and I could 
kind of, you know, feel sorry for myself and do that poor me, woe is me, um, you know, for, from then for forever, or I could make a change. And that day, and I don't know what came over me that day, but that day I was like really hungover, um, slightly embarrassed, very embarrassed, and was like, actually, I'm going to make a change. So what I did was maybe not like the first thing that might spring into people's <laughs> minds, but I thought, well, I'm going to like, what's, what's the problem that I'm seeing in front of me right now? And it was like, I'm single. Okay. So if you're single, what do you do? Well, what I've been doing for the last year is been going to my friend's house, houses and hanging out with my friends who were also single. Um, or sometimes, you know, but I hadn't doing, been doing anything active. Like I had this idea that, um, that I would meet someone and I would know and blah, blah, blah. But all of my exes, and I was kind of involved with someone at the time anyway, who was just all, well, he wasn't awful. I'm not going to say about anyone, but it was a very bad <laughs> fit. So everyone that I'd really met, I'd met through friends or through work. And I realized that, like all of the people that I'd met through friends, I kind of dried that list up. Like, and that makes me sound really bad, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> and at work, I was involved with someone at work and it was not a good idea to be. And equally, again, there wasn't anyone that I was really interested in. So I went on internet. My first step was to go on internet dating. That was the first thing that I did that day. I joined... It was brand new then. It's called Tinder. I think it definitely got a, diff a bit of a different reputation, but then it was seen as like quite a fun place to go. So I joined Tinder. I joined some other sites and I was like, right, I'm, I'm going to give myself three months to date people. And actually a big, big part of that transformation for me personally was, well, I'm going to date people without drinking. I'm going to I'm going to start doing other stuff because I want to talk to people on dates about what I'm doing. So I'm going to start reconnecting with me. So I started going back to, I, I used to love Bikram yoga, which is yoga in a really hot room. Oh, okay. It's, it's really cool. Actually. I, I don't know when we'll ever be able to go back to it, but <laughs> I used to love it. So I was like, okay, I'm going to start doing that. Um, so I'm going to go back to the gym. I'm going to start doing yoga. And it was September, which is a great time if you're a teacher, because it's, it's, you know, it's the beginning of the school year. Um, I'm going to start doing some, some learning. So I signed up for loads of courses then. I did like an NLP course. I did like, um, I did a, um, like a nutrition course. I did a mindfulness course. Um, so I started signing up to lots of courses too. And I started dating. And I started kind of accepting who I was. And what was really interesting in the dating is that I really started to realize how important it was to be who you said you were. Because some people said that they were six foot and they were five foot. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> uh, 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 and, you know, I mean, obviously it wasn't that bad, but it was pretty bad. But, you know, and I'm not, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm average. I'm five foot six. So it was like, okay, um, you know, you need to tell the truth. And I think that was a big thing for me. And like, I needed to really trust who I was. So really interestingly, I studied psychology at university. I actually got, 
got a master's in psychology. I got that in 2012. But I hadn't really been applying the stuff. So I started <laughs> applying it. Like, you know, I'd done all the study. Like I knew about confidence and neuroscience and you know, learning. And I had, as I do now, not there, though, those are DVDs, but I had I had lots and lots of books on my shelves. I had all of this stuff. I had all of this knowledge, but I wasn't using it. I was still in that old pattern of work really hard during the week, sleep with my phone um, in case I get any emails, wake up, um, go to work, weekend, get drunk. That was it. That was my life. And so it was, it was about unconditioning myself. So, you know, at the weekend, I'd go to a yoga class on a Saturday morning. If you're in a 40 degree hot room for 90 minutes, you can't drink the night before. <laughs> like that, that could not work. That, that would be very messy. And you may never be allowed back to the yoga studio if you, were, <laughs> if you did that. So it was, it was really about that basic habit change and allowing myself time to reconnect with myself. I think it's brilliant because you had so much going on in your life. And what I always tell people is like, don't try and change your world all at once. Just choose one thing. And you choose yeah. that, you know, actually, I don't like being single. So I'll focus on that, which is brilliant. Rather than going, I don't like my, my body, my work, my job. Da -da. You know, you chose one thing, which I think is brilliant. And I think what's really valuable is you recognize that you kept doing what you're doing. So you're only going to get what you got kind of thing, like hanging out with yeah. your friends. Yeah. Yeah. And it is. I mean, it's always the small steps. And the fact you thought, actually, I've dated all of those or I've looked at their faces, they're not really for me. And you yeah. thought, breaking that cycle, isn't it? And it is just that small step. And I love that. Oh, 100%. And you know, sitting around, like watching a film on a Sunday night with wine with my girlfriends, which I love doing. Um, and we'd all be sitting there complaining about being single. And it's like, who do we expect? Like the pizza delivery man to suddenly yeah. be Brad Pitt or something. <laughs> be one nervous man with like four single women. I know, exactly. <laughs> like, here's your pizza. I mean, it wasn't going to happen. But I think that you, and you can stay in a situation, you keep doing the same things, but it is, it's that breaking the cycle. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, as great as our friends can like, you know, totally sympathize empathize with what we're going through if they're in the same they're not going to be the people to pull us out are they no and and we're in our comfort zone and it feels really good sometimes to be in our comfort zone yeah you're yeah. sitting there it's like i'm single so am i what are you doing this week being single and you're just not going to change and it takes real courage to sort of put that step doesn't it and say like actually i'm going to try this i'm going to try tinder yeah. with the yeah foot tall six foot man <laughs> even you know being single was what I'd focused on because that was kind of that that was that was what I saw was the problem but that wasn't the problem the problem was that I wasn't connected to who I was the problem was that I wasn't happy the problem was that so I was doing all of these things because I wasn't happy and actually by doing the dating it wasn't that the dating made me happy it was that it allowed me to reconnect with myself and like do the yoga do the exercise do the study, do the reading, do the, you know, uh, and actually it changed the way that I was meeting up with friends and things. So you know, I remember that we were like going to, um, we were going to um, like doing quizzes and we were having brunches and that changed as well. 
So did you influence them? Did all the single girls then start thinking, actually, <laughs> Ruth's doing this, we could do that. Did you have like a ripple effect with others? Yes. And I, I'm thinking of two particular others because actually that summer we'd gone away and we were laughing about this the other day. We'd gone away to Croatia to a festival, three of us. Um, and we were laughing about it because we were in the park and we all had our kids. Now, one of my friends already had two kids, but she'd broken up with the father of those kids. But we were all single then. And now we've got four more kids, five more kids. Yeah, between the three of us, we've got five, five more kids because one of them had two already. Um, and I guess it is a little bit sometimes that when one person changes, other people think, oh, wait a second. And even if they didn't get into relationships, we changed a lot of the way that we were socializing. So it wasn't only about drinking. It was about doing other things like going to the theater, going, like doing all of those things. Um, and, you know, going to class, yoga classes to get doing that. And I think that when you, when I started doing that, going to talks, um, other people were like, oh yeah, actually I really enjoy that. And, you know, one of my friends did a, um, like a sewing course, um, you know, and it was like everyone start. it seemed that everyone started to kind of reconnect with themselves. That's brilliant because they're not just you're discovering who you are, but your friends are as well. Because mm. I often find like, in the past, I've quite a zigzag through career paths, Ruth. So I've gone through like nursing to writing, back to nursing and back out again. And people <laughs> always, you know, when I'm making the changes, they're always like, when are you going to get a proper job? Why are you doing that? And I think sometimes we scare other people to look at their own life, don't oh we? Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, we really do. We really do. And yeah, and you see, I mean, I think you probably have seen that amplified during lockdown and covid because sometimes our lives are so different and people yeah. see because you're different they it gets that comparison and they're yeah. scared but ultimately like it's our lives it's you know everybody's life is going to be different yeah absolutely but i just love the fact that you chose one thing and it had a ripple effect through your life and then your friend's life mm. i'm like this is my kind of woman i love these kind mm. of stories <laughs> So you've been on Tinder and you've met a few little liars who are a foot shorter than they said they would and probably 20 years difference as well. Did yes. you get, did you meet your man? So of course, I I was I was also on another website, which I found out since it's got worse reputation, which is called Plenty of Fish. And of course, like I, after three months, so it's September, October, it wasn't even three months. It was, yeah, it was, it, was, it was about three months actually. After three months, I was like, I was getting fatigued because I was like, I'm going on lots of dates and there were a couple like there were a couple that I went on more than one date with and actually they were both really what one was they were different to me yeah they were different to me but they were they were actually really nice guys um but I started to get fatigued because I was like oh like that beginning yeah at the beginning it feels exciting but then um it didn't feel exciting. It just felt like, you know, I have to do the, that whole like first date thing. Yeah. So I was gonna, I was like, I'm gonna have a break. Um, so I was like, there's gonna be one last one. Of course it's this story. Cause it's always that story. So <laughs> I'm gonna go on one last date and he's probably sitting in there cringing cause he can probably hear me. But I, yeah, so I went on my last date. Uh, my last date is my now husband. So that was like, 
I was convinced it was going to be the last date that I went on. Um, and I was right. It you was were. the last date I went on. Well, we sometimes go on dates, but you know, it, it was, <laughs> yeah. it was the last date. So, so I was just like, yeah, I want to go on the, like, this is the last date I'm going to go on. And yeah, that's what happened. Um, I love that. That's like in X Factor when they do the backstory and it's always their last chance, isn't it? Oh my God. <laughs> and then always. it all comes to fruition. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it was, it was the last day. Um, and I met him. We went to, we went to the Tate Modern as he loves to tell everyone and all my friends know I was 45 minutes late. My excuse was actually cause I've been to yoga in the morning and I was drying my hair and my hair's really long. Um, that was why. That's it. So my first yeah. date story, my now husband, we haven't, <laughs> I don't drink now, I'm a teetotaler, Ruth, but at the time I was totally paralytic and I can't actually remember meeting him, but mm. thankfully I had a digital camera, mm. which was evidence that I had mm. met him. And here we mm. are four children later, <laughs> mm. but that's my beautiful life changing story. I was paralytic really. Oh my God. Yeah. But, um, saved by Kodak. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> So the kids go, like, how do you and dad mean? It's like, oh, it was um, messy. He was sober, you know. <laughs> mm. Bless you. So you've met the husband, had the children out yeah. there inspiring the world. Do you have a daily practice or their tools you use to keep up the positivity and to stop your slipping back? Definitely. And I thought it was in here, but obviously people can't see. But I have like, um, I, I love the five minute journal because it makes it, really really easy so every morning you write three things that you're grateful for you and you set an intention for the day and then you reflect on that in the evening and I find that by doing that I do it and then I might journal more I have quiet time I sometimes meditate I sometimes don't but I make sure it's quiet mindful time in the morning as much as possible I say it's as much as possible because my kids are three and five so this is, this is what I generally like to do. And I generally exercise in the morning. I haven't yet today, but because my exercise habit is so embedded, I'll be exercising. Actually, after this, I'm going for a run. So for me, it's like exercise, sleep, journaling, bit of mindfulness and silence. And a lot of, a lot of what I do is it's like, I'm really good now at taking a step back and looking at the learning from a situation. So like, okay, let's just take a step back. Like, what did I learn? And often, you know, when you really take a step back, you can have that really honest conversation with yourself. You're, you're like, like, let's say a client hasn't signed up. Nine times out of 10, you're, you're like, well, they weren't the right client for me. I didn't feel a connection. And I think it's really important um, that we recognize that and that we start to like kind of build our trust in ourselves if we speak to someone it's not right it's not right and then that's it and then we move on um so I'm really good at kind of noticing my thoughts and recognizing those thoughts and learning and of course I find myself going into comparison of course I find myself sometimes like you know you know, like, like getting into that, like petulant child. Well, why did they, why didn't they choose me? But actually when you take a step back, you're like, okay, what is this here to teach us? And I think that that is, that's something that I've really developed over the, over the last five, six years 
looking at things about what they can teach us rather than taking things on so much. And that's super important. Yeah, it's really like resonating with me because I've had one of these weeks. I'm in the middle of setting up a YouTube channel, which is very modern for an old person like myself. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I'm having coaching. I have, have with a brilliant team. And that we had to do like, what is it you do? And I'm like, well, I'm an author of Positive Changes, a self-kick book. I'm host of Positive Changes, self-kick podcast. And they're like, yeah, but what do you do? And I'm like, oh. And I've had to dig into, yeah. who am I? Who's my ideal client? So I thought, I've got this. I've nailed it. And I give them the feedback and they're like, no, that's not really you, is it? And, you know, here we are. I mean, I'm 46. Still <laughs> searching for what am I really? And I've decided actually, like, you know, before I'd want everyone to buy my book, everyone to listen to the podcast, everyone to sign up to YouTube. But actually, if you're not my tribe, you're not going to get my vibe and you'll soon be gone. And I've realized yeah. that for people to connect with me, to be my clients, my audience, you have to be open to spirituality. I do go on about meditation, crystals, trust in the universe. Mm. And, you know, I do have a slightly warped sense of nursing humor. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> And it is, you know, you could think, oh, especially times like this, like, oh, I need the money. I want you to buy my book. I want you to sign up here, donate here. But you're thinking, but if you don't get my warped humor or you're thinking, I don't believe in what you believe in, it's probably not going to work. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know. I, I love your crystals. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's, and that's the thing. Like, if you're talking about energy and meditation and people yeah. are just looking at you like you're mad, you're like, yeah. I'm probably not in the right room. Yeah. And it's in, it's in, yeah, it's, it's about realizing because when you find your, your people, it, it just clicks and it's easy, isn't it? Yeah. And we spend so much of our lives thinking that we have to please everyone and we end up pleasing no one. Yeah. Especially not, not ourselves. Yeah. And I think I do have that mentality sometimes I slip back when like, I want to save everyone from like grief and negativity and being stuck in life. <laughs> and then I'm just like, that's pretty much everyone in the world. We've all experienced loss, whether it's loss of finances or, our, you know, family member. Yes. I can't save everyone. I can't even save the dog when she goes in the puddle on a bad day. Do you know what I mean? So I can't save the world for sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 So you've created great positive changes. I mean, you've gone from sort of like this alcoholics, McDonald's, you know, girly tribe yeah. into just inspiring loads of people. Say, so I see you quite a lot on social media and that. Um, so I know you've made positive changes, but people that are stuck still, have you got a message of like why it is important to create those positive changes? Uh, and it starts with one habit, like literally one habit, like we were saying at the beginning, like changing one thing. And I think ultimately we all want to live like a life where we feel more connected with ourselves and we feel more fulfilled and we feel happier. And honestly, I used to hear this stuff and I'd be like, yeah, but, yeah, but. <laughs> You know, but we do. And so start with one thing, like think about that thing that's bugging you the most and start there. Like maybe it's your body. Maybe you don't like your body. Maybe you feel like you're overweight or you're on. So start there and start small and say, okay, I don't feel healthy. I'm going to start walking every day. And maybe I'm going to start with like 10 minutes a day. I'm going to focus my energy on doing that. And then it will build and it will build. And the more that we focus on something, I'm holding my head here, the more we can create new neural pathways, new ways of doing things, and they become habitual. So like me with exercise, I exercise pretty much every day. 
And I don't now need to do it at a set time every day because it's so habitual in me. And like, I feel it if I don't. So I'm like, oh, I need to do something. But we can do that with any habit. It's about starting small. And a really good way of like, if you're really stuck and if you're really like, oh, I can't see it. Imagine that you've done this thing, like future pace yourself, go to the future and say, okay, what does that look like? If I've been exercising, exercising consistently every day for a year, how am I going to be? And then what impact is that going to have? So take yourself there and imagine it. It's what people do. Like Michael Phelps does this visualization before he does his swimming. Well, before he did his swimming. Lewis Hamilton before he does his races. You don't have to be them. May just be that you're imagining that you're walking in the park and you're feeling good about yourself. And then when, when you're struggling, go back to that feeling, go back to that visualization, but start small. Like the, the biggest thing and the reason that all these people say like, oh, I don't know, in January, I'm going to run a marathon. And then it comes on the 15th of January in the, in the pub. It's because they've set themselves like this impossible task. Yeah. It's too big. If they'd have said, I'm going to commit to walking every day, they'd probably still be doing it in July. Yeah, it is that. And I say my books like that, podcasts like that, it's just like start small. As you said, to choose your body, your, your job, something, and just start yeah. small. And a whole new year thing, that whole new year, new me, it's like, do it today or next month, you know, nearly at the start of a new month, just do it. As you say, but start small because it's a start, mm. isn't it? It is. Start small. And I would really say, um, yeah, focus, commit, start small, and just do it. Just do it. What's the worst that could happen? Yes, try it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's some really great advice, Ruth. What I like to ask guests is like, but what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Oh my God. And actually this is from the, like this morning I was talking about this to someone, but I think it's trust your gut. Trust your instinct and your intuition and learn to build into that because the more that you learn to trust it, the more it's going to show you what you need to be doing. Yes, yeah, I love a dollop of intuition. <laughs> <laughs> I do. You know that little niggle you get, and I ignored it last year, and I ended up with bills for thousands. And I was like, why, why, why? But, you know, when it's money, we do tend to pay attention, don't we? So, yes, yes. intuition. And, again, if you're not a visual person, we're saying about future progression, but if you're not visual, your intuition is an inner niggle, isn't mm. it? It's yeah. more of a feeling, you know, you might think you're hungry, yeah. but it could be your intuition. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That tummy rumbling may be your yeah. intuition. Yeah. Maybe but, it, it's <laughs> but it's lovely. It's like a little inbuilt warning system, isn't it? Anything from like, don't walk down that dark alley into, mm. is this really the job or mm. the man for me sort of thing? Yeah. yeah. That's brilliant. I've absolutely loved this because you're the same as myself. So I'm biased, but, um, <laughs> but I've loved it. How you've said sort of like, you know, start small, one step, the ripple effect and things like that. So you are a business and mindset coach. You can help people with positive changes like myself. Mm. And we've got you down as the website, the Facebook and Instagram. So just tell people how they can reach out to you. Yeah, it's Ruth Kudzie. So it's ruthkudzie.com, K-U-D-Z-I. Instagram, Ruth Kudzie. Facebook, Ruth Kudzie. And I've also got a community called The Coaching Community on there. Fabulous. I absolutely love today. Absolutely love it. So thank you to. so much for joining us.
If you enjoyed today's episode, please make sure you subscribe and leave a positive review. If you would like to create your own positive changes, you can buy Positive Changes, a self-kick book from all online book retailers or from shellyfknight.com. If you need a dollop of positivity until the next episode, come like and follow us over on Facebook at Shelly F. Knight, Life Goes On. As always, I've been Shelly F. Knight and you've been amazing. <laughs>